Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through all of Scripture every year, following the weekly Torah portions and including portions from the rest of the Scriptures every day as well. I'm Johanna, your reader today. Today is Thursday, the 16th of February and the 25th of Shvat on the Hebrew calendar. And this week, our Torah portion, our parasha, is called Mishpatim, which means judgments. Today, our first portion, um, which is our portion from the Torah, will be Exodus 23, 6 through 19. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and to thank Him for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. You shall not pervert justice to your poor in his lawsuit, keep far from a false charge, and do not kill the innocent and righteous, for I will not justify the wicked. You shall take no bribe, for a bribe blinds those who have sight and perverts the words of the righteous. You shall not oppress a stranger, for you know the heart of a stranger, since you were strangers in the land of Egypt. For six years you shall sow your land, and you shall gather in its increase. But the seventh year you shall let it rest, and lie fallow, that the poor of your people may eat, and what they leave the animal of the field shall eat. In the same way, you shall deal with your vineyard and with your olive grove. Six days you shall do your work, and on the seventh day you shall rest, that your ox and your donkey may have rest, and the son of your servant and the stranger may be refreshed. Be careful to do all things that I have said to you, and do not mention the name of other gods, or even let them be heard out of your mouth. You shall celebrate a feast to me three times a year. You shall observe the feast of matzot. Seven days you shall eat matzah, as I commanded you at the time appointed in the month of Aviv, for in it you came out of Egypt. And no one shall appear before me empty-handed. Also, the feast of harvest, the first fruits of your labor which you sow in the field, and the feast of ingathering at the end of the year, when you gather in your labors out of the field, three times in the year all your males shall appear before the Lord. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with chametz. The fat of my feast shall not remain all night until the morning. You shall bring the first of the first fruits of your ground into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. That was Exodus or Shemot 23, 6 through 19. Today's portion from the prophets is Second Kings chapters 11 and 12. Now, when Atalia, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she rose and destroyed all the royal offspring. But Yehoshavah, the daughter of the king Yoram, sister of Ahaziah, took Yoash, the son of Ahaziah, 
and stole him away from among the king's sons who were slain, even him and his nurse, and put them in the bedroom, and they hid him from Atalia, so that he was not slain. And he was with her, hidden in the house of the Lord, six years, while Atalia reigned over the land. In the seventh year, Jehoiada sent and brought the captains over hundreds of the Karaites and of the guard, and brought them to him in the house of the Lord. And he made a covenant with them, and took an oath of them in the house of the Lord, and showed them the king's son. He commanded them, saying, This is what you must do. A third of you who come in on Shabbat shall be the keepers of the watch of the king's house. A third of you shall be at the gate Sul, and a third of you at the gate behind the guard. So you shall keep the watch of the house and be a barrier. The two companies of you, even all who go out on Shabbat, shall keep the watch of the house of the Lord around the king. You shall surround the king, every man with his weapon in his hand, and he who comes within the ranks, let him be slain. Be with the king when he goes out and when he comes in. So the captains over hundreds did according to all that Jehoiada the Kohen commanded. And they each took his men, those who were to come in on Shabbat, with those who were to go out on Shabbat, and came to Jehoiada the Kohen. The Kohen delivered to the captains over hundreds the spears and shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of the Lord. And the guard stood, every man with his weapon in his hand, from the right side of the house to the left side of the house, along by the altar and the house around the king. Then he brought out the king's son, and put the crown on him, and gave him the testimony And they made him king and anointed him. And they clapped their hands and said, Long live the king. When Atalia heard the noise of the guard and of the people, she came to the people in the house of the Lord. And she looked, and behold, the king stood by the pillar, as the tradition was, with the captains and the shofars by the king. And all the people of the land rejoiced and blew shofars. Then Atalia tore her clothes and cried, Treason! Treason! And Jehoiada the Kohen commanded the captains of hundreds, who were set over the army, and said to them, Bring her out between the ranks. Kill anyone who follows her with a sword. For the Kohen said, Do not let her be slain in the house of the Lord. So they made way for her, and she went by the way of the horse's entry to the king's house, and she was slain there. Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people, that they should be the people of the Lord, also between the king and the people. All the people of the land went to the house of Baal and broke it down. They broke his altars and his images in pieces thoroughly and killed Matan the priest of Baal before the altars. The Kohen appointed officers over the house of the Lord. And he took the captains over hundreds, and the Karaites, and the guard, and all the people of the land, and they brought him and they brought down the king from the house of the Lord, and came by the way of the gate of the guard to the king's house. He sat on the throne of the kings.
So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet. They had slain Atalia with the sword at the king's house. Jehoash was seven years old when he began to reign. He was in the seventh year of Jehu that Jehoash began to reign, and he reigned forty years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Tzivia of Beersheba. And Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord all his days in which Jehoiada the king instructed him. Yet the high places were not taken away, and the people still sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. <clears throat> then Jehoash said to the Kohanim, All the money of the holy things that is brought into the house of the Lord in current money, the money of the people for whom each man is evaluated, and all the money that it comes into any man's heart to bring into the house of the Lord. Let the Kohanim take it to them, each man from his donor, and they shall repair the damage to the house wherever any damage is found. But it was so that in the twenty-third year of King Jehoash, the Kohanim had not repaired the damage to the house. Then King Jehoash called for Jehoiada the Kohen and for the other Kohanim and said to them, Why do you not repair the damage to the house? Now therefore, take no more money from your treasurers, but deliver it for repair of the damage to the house. The Kohanim consented that they should take no more money from the people and not repair the damage to the house. But Jehoiada the Kohen took a chest and bored a hole in its lid and set it beside the altar on the right side as one comes into the house of the Lord. And the Kohanim who kept the threshold put in it all the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. When they saw that there was much money in the chest, the king's scribe and the Kohen Gadol came up, and they put it in bags and counted the money that was found in the house of the Lord. Then they gave the money that was weighed out into the hands of those who did the work, who had the oversight of the house of God. And they paid it out to the carpenters and the builders who worked on the house of the Lord." and to the masons and the stone cutters, and for buying timber and cut stone to repair the damage to the house of the Lord, and for all that was laid out for the house to repair it. But there were not made for the house of the Lord cups of silver, snuffers, basins, trumpets, any vessels of gold or vessels of silver of the money that was brought into the house of the Lord." For they gave that to those who did the work and repaired the house of the Lord with it. Moreover, they did not demand an accounting from the men into whose hand they delivered the money to give to those who did the work. For they dealt faithfully. The money for the trespass offering and the money for the sin offerings was not brought into the house of the Lord. It belonged to the Kohanim. Then Hazael, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gat and took it. And Hazael set his face to go up to Jerusalem. Jehoash, king of Yehuda, took all the holy things that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, his fathers, kings of Yehuda, had dedicated 
and his own holy things, and all the gold that was found in the treasures of the house of the Lord, and of the king's house, and sent it to Hazael, the king of Syria, and he went away from Jerusalem. Now the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And his servants arose and made a conspiracy, and struck Joash at the house of Milo, on the way that goes down to Silah. For Yozakar, the son of Shimat, and Yehozavad, the son of Shomer, his servants, struck him, and he died. And they buried him with his fathers in David's city, and Amaziah, his son, reigned in his place. That was Second Kings, Melachim Bet, chapters 11 and 12. And now we will read our portion from the writings. Today it is Psalm 137. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows in that land we hung up our harps, for there those who led us captive asked us for songs, and those who tormented us demanded songs of joy. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the song of the Lord in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, if I do not bring up Jerusalem at the beginning of my joy. Remember, Lord, against the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem, who said, Raise it, raise it down to its foundation. Daughters of Babylon, doomed to destruction, he will be happy who repays you as you have done to us. Blessed shall he be who takes and dashes your little ones against the rock. That was Psalm or Tehilim 137. Our last portion today is from the Apostles, and it is John, that's Yohanan 11, 28 through 57. Here we are continuing the story when Yeshua was um, at the grave of Elazar, his good friend, with Martha. And when she had said this, she went away and called Miriam, her sister, secretly saying, The rabbi is here and is calling you. When she heard this, she arose quickly and went to him. Now Yeshua had not yet come into the village, but was in the place where Martha had met him. Then the Judeans who were with her in the house and were consoling her, when they saw Miriam, that she rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore, when Miriam came to where Yeshua was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. When Yeshua saw her weeping, and the Judeans weeping who came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They told him, Lord, come and see. Yeshua wept. The Judeans therefore said, See how much affection he had for him. But some of them said, Could not this man, who opened the eyes of him who was blind, also have kept this man from dying? 
Yeshua, therefore, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Yeshua said, Take away the stone. Malta, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Yeshua said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Yeshua lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always listen to me. But because of the multitude standing around, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Elazar, come out. And he who was dead came out, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Yeshua said to them, Free him, let him go. Therefore many of the Judeans who came to Miriam and saw what Yeshua did believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things which Yeshua had done. Therefore the chief Kohanim and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What are we doing? For this man does many signs. If we leave him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But a certain one of them, Caiaphas, being Kohen Gadol that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is advantageous for us that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation not perish. Now he did not say this of himself, but being Kohen Gadol that year, he prophesied that Yeshua would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but that he might gather also together into one the children of God who were scattered abroad. So from that day forward, they took counsel that they might put him to death. Yeshua therefore walked no more openly among the Judeans, but departed from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim, and he stayed there with his disciples. Now Pesach in Judea was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before Pesach to purify themselves. When they sought for Yeshua and spoke with one another as they stood in the temple, what do you think, that he is not coming to the feast at all? Now the chief Kohanim and the Pharisees had commanded that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it that they might seize him. That was John or Yohanan eleven twenty-eight through 57. And that's the end of our readings. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll read 2 Timothy 3 today also. I want to end today by thanking those of you who are patrons of this podcast. We're so, so thankful for every single one of you and just want to send a special blessing and thank you to you today. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.